Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hello, all you friendly Force users out there. Welcome to another episode of Echo Station Podcast, the Mando Fetso. I'm Ian, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Chris. Hello, all. And we are recapping episodes 12 and 13 of The Mandalorian today. Two extremely good episodes. Yes, Um, big episodes. I mean, this season is just like better than the season one altogether so far. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is that a fair yeah, statement? Yeah, I, I was, I was actually thinking for episode thirteen. I was looking at it and I was like, "God, I feel like the season is almost over. Like we've had so much, but it's only it episode five. It's only episode five. But we only have three more left after this. Yeah, I know, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like I have no more episodes already. Oh yeah, like that. It could just end with this, and it'll be good. <laughs> Which well, is, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be happy, but it just, it feels like it's been that much. That's, it's a lot to pack into a, a season. Very much so. Um, so to kick things off, we have a bit of sad news in the Star Wars uh, galaxy. Uh, the man behind the mask and suit for Darth Vader in episodes four, five, and six, uh, Dave Prowse, has passed away. It's very, very sad. Yes, we're down broke. to three members of the yeah of the OG cast, yeah. which is Anthony Daniels, Harrison Ford, and Mark Hamill. Protect them all with your lives. <laughs> I can't. I can't deal with twenty twenty if this happens. Oh, if anything happens to any one of them, I will literally just go into a medically induced coma and not wake up until I don't know when. Not fair. Not cool. Not cool, 2020. No. But to be fair, he was not young. No, he was, was 85, you know, I think. 83? Yeah. Quite a good age. Lived very interesting, cool life. So. Yes. Um, yes, uh, he'll be sorely missed. Uh, I know that the past, I think, two or three years, people were saying that he stopped doing autographs and stopped doing conventions and stuff like that. So, you know, fans were kind of assuming that Maybe things are going on the downhill yeah. slope. They just didn't really know how bad it was until, you know, this happened. Well, and it's, it's sometimes I, I feel like with people who are very physically active or living, 
it either it either really does well for your end of lifetime kind of thing, mm-hmm. or it just screws up your body. And I think it's a little uh, little column A, little column B. And he was a professional, was it bodybuilder, right? Or weightlifter? Excuse me, weightlifter? I believe so. I believe he was a professional weightlifter. Yeah. But he was also, I mean, he was a professional swordsman. Yes. Uh, and that showed, obviously, with, you know, his dueling in uh, 4, 5, and 6. But yeah, yes. sad news. Uh, he'll be sorely missed, so... Raise a glass to our OG Sith Lord, uh, Dave Prowse. To you, good sir. Yes. Um, oh, another bit of, I guess, personal news for me. I am a stupid whore, and I... Oh. <laughs> I, mean, I bought... I, I knew this. <laughs> no, I, uh, I bought a Topps uh, Mandalorian hobby box of the trading cards, so that should be coming sometime next week. Uh, oh. So I'm going to be opening that up. I don't know if I'm going to do it live or not, but uh, there's at least, it's guaranteed one autograph or one sketch card in there, so don't know what I'm going to quite get. But it comes with a really cute, like, Mandalorian mm-hmm. helmet tin. Yeah, it's really, really cute. So I bought that off of eBay because I was like, why oh, that's not? Cool. Uh, and so, uh, I might post my hits on the Twitters whenever I... (laughs) No, oh, speaking of which, though, this is another kind of funny thing. So I'm in a a trading card group on Facebook for tops and stuff, and before, her autograph was, like, sought after, super pricey, and when I say that it has gone down significantly in price, I'm not kidding you. Oh, that's good. Like a lot like usually her autograph would go for between depending on the card and like an on-card auto or a sticker auto depending on you know what it is yeah. it would go anywhere between like 200 to 600 wow and yeah like it's, but it depends on the card and you know if it's on card or stick but whatever um but like her on-card autos which are the autos that are more sought after i've seen people selling them for no more than like 200 but normally they sell them for like six well, there you go. So. Don't be a douche. Yikes. Big yikes. Um, nope. Uh, other than that, do you have any Star Horse news you can think of? Uh, no. That's it. Oh, I mean, uh... <laughs> I'll, pl- I'll plug this in, even though, oh, uh, you know what? No, it's not even worth plugging, because it'll be over by the time you guys hear me. Oh, no. Never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, oh, two minutes. Oh, no, I, I was just going to say that something that uh, Squadrons is on sale, but it ends <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Um, so. Uh, oh, actually, I lied. There's two other pieces of news I just thought of. Ha, ha, ha. So, uh, Star Wars Squadrons getting an update. Uh, it got an update already oh, for yeah. this month. Right. The new map. And new skins. And then next month in December, we're getting two new ships. We're getting the TIE Defender and the B-Wing. Sweet. I love B-Wings. Both uh, sought after and very highly uh, requested ships for DLC. And they're giving it to us for free, which is even better. So I cannot wait to fly either of those. And so, yes, Squadrons has been very, very fun. And I've just been having a blast with it. Um, And then... Another bit of news is that we are, as of now, it could change by the time this episode comes out, we are 10 away from 150 followers. Woohoo! So, 
uh, Chris and I were talking, and I mean, it's not. We see these other podcasts that have you know twenty five hundred people following them and whatnot, and we're just like this little rinky dinky dog and pony show going. Hello, notice it's us, fine. please. We're just baby. We like what we do, and that's all that matters. Exactly. Uh, and so we're thinking if we can get to 150 or 160, we don't know yet, by the time the new year rolls around, uh, we will probably be doing another giveaway like we did last time. And so that was a lot of fun to put together and ship out to people. So uh, stay tuned for that. We're still discussing it. We're still uh, clamoring over ideas. But yeah. yeah. It's on the horizon. We've got goodies. We've got lots of goodies. Many a many nice. goodies. Which would be nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll make a, you know, we'll drop some, drop some announcements on our Twitter and whatnot. Correct. Yes. You'll Which see. you can follow us yeah. at Echo Station Cast on the Twitters. So. On the Twitters. On the Twitters. Um, but that about does it for us news wise. Um, so we're going to go to a quick commercial break and then we're going to start discussing episodes 12 and 13 of Mandalorian. So stay tuned guys. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, let's, let's talk about episode 12, shall we? Let's do it. This episode was directed by Carl Weathers. Yes, Carl Weathers. And I think he needs to direct more episodes in the future. Right? Like, I had no idea that Carl Weathers did directing. I just know him as Carl Weathers. (laughs) Oh, I didn't either. And this shocked me completely. I was like, oh, this is quite nice. Oh, it was a fantastic episode. Yeah. And I really liked the building that he did for his own character. <laughs> he became a sassy pants. Yeah, I love it. I love his character. I like that he's like, I am embracing being the good guy in charge, and this is happening. He became Mr. Sassafras, and I loved it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so Mando, he's like, I gotta get my ship repaired from this like weird Mon Calamari vibe that's going on right now, so let me land on a plant that I know people will fuck it up. Yeah. Poor, poor ship. Poor ship. Uh, and so... Like, there was a a meme that's going around that is, um, it's basically, like, The Mandalorian as a book. Uh, The Mandalorian, and it's this giant book, right? And then it's The Mandalorian... If the ship stopped breaking down and it's really tall. Like, just this really small book. <laughs> oh. That's a sad comparison. It's not It's not untrue. No, it's, it's very true. So, yeah. So, he lands and he's greeted by um, Grief and uh, Cara Dune. We find out Cara Dune is now the Marshal of Navarro. Of this little... She's the Marshal in these here parts. Yes, and clearly there's been a time jump because her hair is a little bit longer. She has a few different armor pieces on, and Grief has, like, a white beard now and new fancy clothes, so. Yeah, he's looking all in charge and magistrate yeah. person type thing. Um, But first off, can we talk about 
the fact that Cara Dune completely kicked ass in the armor's armory with all those people. Yes, I loved that. Oh, God. And I just love the character so much. Dang it. I know. <laughs> so freaking It sucks. Uh, and she makes like, a little like, ugly character. friend. Cool character. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's not... It's... We're very torn, if you can not tell. Yeah. But yeah. So she kicks some ass, rescues some stuff that doesn't belong to the people who took it. <laughs> she meets a new friend. Meets a new friend. Her little ugly ferret friend. Yes. Who, I think he's adorable, but... I thought no one I love ferrets. But I feel like you either love ferrets or you hate ferrets. There's no in-between. It's kind of like possums. Like, either you love them or you hate them. Possums are scary. But they're really cute. They're scary. Yeah. We have, like, three that live under my parents' backyard or in, under their uh, porch, and so they feed them all the time. They have diseases. Don't do that. <laughs> no, they don't. Yes, they do. That's a common misconception. I will continue to conceive that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, at least the ones in my parents' house don't have diseases, so far as we know. But anyway, um, so yeah, Cardoon kicks some ass. She clearly, uh, they show off her wrestling moves because she just, like, throws, I think, three or four people just into walls at one point, which is very funny to me. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, and I was like, it's oh, yeah, athlete. cool. And I was like, oh, but I'm liking this. Damn. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, and so... This episode, people are saying, you know, it's, I think it's not necessarily a filler episode, but... Oh, God, no, I didn't think it was a filler at all. Because I've seen some people go like, oh, this is kind of like episode two where it's just a filler. I'm like, it's not, though. No, it's not. No, because, first of all, they were main characters from the last season. Mm-hmm. So we've gone back to check in on them, and exactly. we also made... We also learned some pretty big things. Oh, yes. Um, because of what he ended up doing there at the end of the episode. So, uh-huh. Yeah, this wasn't a filler. This completely moved the plot along. I agree. And, um, again, working with the, you know, showing the world building and showing, I like that it's, you know, actually showing what can happen, what can flourish once the Empire and their um, their heavy influence has been removed. Right? It's kind of like, you know, uh, after a forest fire, things look really crappy, but then they start to bloom again. Yeah, I mean, because, like, the place looked great, and nice things were actually happening. They've got an educational system, um, justice They have system. a school! They have a school. It's adorable. And, you know, it's not. It's nice to not just see, you know, like, in, uh, in the sequel series, everything just, uh, everything kind of sucked. Yeah, like we get we get Jakku and we get you know a couple other planets that it, it just seems like things are back to square one with everything sucks under the Empire. So it was nice to see things getting to be normal again, getting to actually be a flourishing society again. I oh, completely that. fair, completely fair. Um, yeah. Did you also notice that that a certain statue resurrected in the town square? Oh my god, it was so sad. Did you see it? Yes. It took me a second viewing to see yeah. it because I didn't realize until someone pointed out on Twitter. Yeah, I saw. And it, it's it's very fitting that they oh, actually yeah. care that much about him. I mean, well, he saved their lives, so that makes sense. Um, 
Okay, so let's let's talk about the fact that they have a school real quick. Let's let's talk about this scene because it's a very cute scene. It's super cute. Um, <laughs> so... We see all these little kids like being taught by a, a, a protocol droid, and yep. uh, did you notice that one of the girls' hairstyles was Ray's hairstyle? Oh, I did not. No, I did yeah, not. Yeah, she has like the three buns in the back. It's really cute. Um, so, uh, the Proko droid is teaching about, you know, the Republic and all that stuff, and Mando's like, well, I can't leave the kid here, and he's like, no, of course you can, it's school, it's where kids belong. It's school, you gotta leave him here, let's go to the shop. (laughs) And so, they pop him in a desk, I guess that kid was sick that day, uh, Yeah, why is it just a random open desk? Well, (laughs) I'm gonna assume he was sick. Yes. And the little baby notices a kid eating some uh, some cookies. Uh, but they're really, what are they called? Which for the Macron. cookie connoisseurs out in the world, they're macarons. Macarons, yes, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and so, which Chris and I are a fan of, by the way. We love a good macaron. They're very, very yummy. Oh, huge fan. And so he's like looking at me, he's like, oh, he just looks at in that little bastard of a kid says no none for you and i was like i'm gonna throw hands right how can you deny how can you deny something that cute i'm gonna throw hands at this kid i swear to god <laughs> and so yoda's like fuck you kid and so the baby Take takes anyway. yeah he forces him over to his desk and he's just not one on the rest of the episode and i that's pure justice and i loved it yes it's what he does. Well, best. nice to see him. Nice to know that he doesn't eat just meat. So now, you know, now we know. Right? Yeah, he's, he, you know, there's other things that he will digest. He also has a sweet tooth. It's good. Yeah. It's all good. And so they are, yeah, they're going to go talk shop and they're greeted by uh, the Mithril, who was in the very first episode of season one. He was the one who he threw in carbonite and he was like, wait, why are you here? Turns yeah, out I love that guy. He owes a bit of a debt to Grief, so Grief is letting him pay it off over like a hundred some odd years or something like that. It's very funny. Yeah, he's he's uh, good comic relief. Yeah, he was he was good. The whole episode actually was filled with a bunch of funny stuff, and I was very happy with it. It was, yeah. So yeah, it turns out there's an old Imperial base that's not too heavily guarded. That they're like, well, we got to get this, you know, we got to get their influence completely out of here. This is ridiculous. Let's just. Well, they've got a bunch of weapons we and stuff. They want to. Yes. got to clear wanna, it. They want yeah. to get weapons and get them off our planet. So yeah. they take a speeder to said base, basically, and full on chaos ensues. Yes. The intel was wrong. And I'll let you take it from here. Uh, okay, so they take the speeder out, and so this is a lava planet. Um, so they're kind of going in these like canyon channels that have been carved out by um, the lava flows that actually ebb and flow that um, come in like a tide, lava tides. Uh, so they're kind of racing against the clock. So they get in on the ground. They're they're trying to get in on the ground floor um, before the lava comes back, and it, it's not working. They're not able to like break in and so you know mando just does the mando thing and skyrockets up to pushes away like the landing platform yeah yeah um and 
knocks out a few troopers and takes the elevator back down and lets them in. <laughs> um, and so they were going, oh, so then what, what's his name? Uh, comic relief guy. What is his oh, name? Mithril? Blanking. Yeah, so Mithril's like, okay, cool guys, I'm just gonna take my speeder and you just give me a call when you're ready to leave. Right, I'll be your Uber, <laughs> Bye-bye. Like, yeah, that's yeah, I'm your Uber. Yeah, Chris, like, that's not happening. Uh, you're coming with us. Um, so he gets dragged. He gets dragged along on this crazy mission. Um, so they're going through, they're, you know, they're basically the, the idea is that they're going to shut down um, whatever stops the lava from coming in and overheating the whole place. I don't like, I don't quite understand <laughs> the, the technical logistics behind that. But yeah, basically, yeah, that. So they're trying to make their way over there. Um, and as they're going, they figure out that there are, there are a lot more people in this um, compound than there should be from yes. what their intel was. Um, and like, it, it seems to be quite an active operation, which is really strange. Um, so, you know, they get in, they get to, they get to this lava shaft thing Um once again, we're reminded that the Empire breaks all OSHA codes and <laughs> never has any freaking handrails. And they comment never on this handrail. too. They, and they went meta with that. They're like, where the like, why are there no handrails? I absolutely it's so love, weird. This episode had a bunch of callbacks to the original trilogy, both in yes. uh, sound effects and like things that they do, and it's very funny. Yeah, so this was this was very much like the shutting down of the tractor beam on Death Star 1 yes, in the first movie. Poor Mithril's like, the fuck, guys? I can't. This is, they, they, this is some bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but they make they, they make him do all the things. So yeah. it's, it's very comical. But anyway, yeah. So they get it done. Um, and they manage to get out of there. You know, of course, they're under attack. Um, and they find themselves in a room um, where there are two officers who are like, Wipe the drives! Wipe the drives! Purge everything, you know, which is, you know, always a good indicator that you should probably stop them. It was like the scene, just picture the scene at, like, you know, at Enron. This is just, you know... Enron meets Watergate. Or Watergate, yeah. They're just tossing stuff into the shredders. Yeah, they're like, get rid of it, get rid of it. Burn everything. So they managed to... Yeah, they managed to stop them mostly so that they can pick up a transmission um, from our friendly clone doctor. Yes. Yeah, and so a little aside. Oh, what is it? What is that actor's name? I'm blanking on it. Um, which is dumb because I follow him on Twitter. Um, oh, um, who played the doctor? You mean? Yeah. Uh, give me two seconds. I'll find it for you. Uh. Okay. Omid Ab- oh boy, this is a name I can't pronounce. <laughs> Omid Ab- Alright, so Omid Ab- um, um, uh, mm, I can't say it, I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, well we're sorry for butchering your name, but you're a really cool guy. Uh and he tweeted that his his like life one of his lifelong dreams ever since he was a kid and he first saw Star Wars was that he thought the hologram messages were so cool. And he always yes. wanted to be a hologram message, and now he's a hologram message. And I thought that was really that was really sweet. That was really I cute. saw that it was very cute, uh, very sweet. Yeah. Um. So, 
he's sending out a message about you know about the about what they're working on um so basically the the sample that they've got they they got from the child when uh Mando had temporarily given the child back to them um they'd taken a very i guess a very small blood sample and they couldn't take very much more because again tiny child yes uh and so they'd pretty much run out of material but they were having issues with the m count here we go we all know here we go and you know Um, good and how well they did not say many chlorines because that's triggering to most people so they said m count so triggering i was like that's hilarious they're only gonna call it the m count that's that's sly like we have to say something but we don't know how something something it was like being able to stabilize the clones it wasn't working so if this doesn't tie in to the sequel movies i don't i would be very surprised you know it's going to it's gotta tie in to palpatine to she's trying to make a bunch of clones of himself good old it has to tie in. because he talked about so many of the clones failing mm-hmm. so obviously like there's something about force users and clones that does not mix is what i'm getting from this because we you know we had no problem making a bajillion Django fets right but cloning a force user seems to be an issue so there's two ways this is probably going to go and we'll talk about the other way in a few minutes when we talk about the end what we saw at the very end of this episode uh but i i agree something is happening something they're using these mini chlorines for one of two ways which one of them is probably going to be because of you know how do we get this into a host that you know we how do we how do we basically transfer this life force into the host like this and it's kind of a blink and you miss it line because he's in a hologram so it kind of breaks up a little bit but you gotta you know really pay attention you're just like oh so that's what they wanted him for interesting yeah uh yeah. so, so basically I think they find out that, oh it has to but uh they find out all this stuff and mando's like oh no the kid he's, he's in school <laughs> so yeah well but also because they so they, they he was sending this message to uh moff gideon yes um, and mando's like that and can't mando's be. dead that can't be he's dead uh this must be an old message it's fine and then mithril's like no this was sent two days ago yeah so then it's like dun 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 yeah and then we were we rushed back to the school <laughs> yeah and so mando jetpacks away because Kara's like you're faster on the jetpack get out of here so he takes out a bunch of troopers and they're making their way down the hall oh we have well we have to talk about this we cannot we cannot not talk about this and for those of you who know now they pulled a Game of Thrones, and when they're in a hallway, yeah, when they're on in a hallway shootout, you notice a man in jeans, a shirt, and an Apple Watch. Yeah, <laughs> he's just sitting there with his hand in his pocket, probably watching this all going down, thinking, "Damn, I am so lucky." <laughs> I did to work on a Star Wars. And it got past the editing crew. It's a really fast blink and you miss it shot. And since then, Disney has gone in and edited it out. Oh, yeah. Twitter was a buzz. People have made, like, 3D printed action figures of it already. People have made mock versions of it. It is hilarious. Um, They should have just left it in and embraced the fact that, you know what, mistakes happen. Whatever. Well, did Lydia tell you that 
we want uh, the Walking Farnsworth out of cosplay <laughs> as him. <laughs> <laughs> just like like a half of a built wall and a guy sticking out of it yes that would be amazing yeah and we want to take that celebration and it would be the best costume of celebration yes and just be in the background of everybody's photos yep uh so <laughs> that would be awesome. celebration 2022 we might have a fun costume for y'all to see uh there you go so yeah but, so you they... know, but i like i like it because it reminds me again Throwing back to the original series, there are so many bloopers from oh, the yeah. original series that make it so easy. You know, like the like the stormtrooper hitting his head on the top of the doorway. Yep. You just, it's, I love that stuff. I love that yeah. stuff. I know, or or I like do... Luke calling Carrie and you know things like that. I obviously know why they edited it out, just because it is so glaring. Like a human, like Earth person, is there. Like, those are not yes. space clothes. I get it, but it was still very funny. I'm I'm just absolutely shocked that that was missed. Somebody got fired over this. <laughs> I feel really bad about it. I hope no one got fired, but I hope they got, like, a stern talking to saying, hey, watch it. <laughs> this is what happens when you pull late-nighters. Right, but yeah, you know they were, like, scrambling, going, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> As soon as that news broke, which is very funny to me. But, so, Mando jetpacks off, and he goes and uh, rescues the child. The child wasn't in any danger. Uh, and yeah. so, uh, Kara, uh, Grief, and Mithril are pinned down on a landing platform. Um, they kick some ass. They cool. do. And then they get into, like, this uh, troop transport that has been covered which up. Which is a really so Made originally, I I believe it was originally a Kenner action figure. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then I it had got one of those. it got reintroduced in Rebels as canon, and now it's in uh, Mando, which is cool. So yeah. so it works like a land speeder. It does not fly. It floats. It hovers. Correct. And it can hold people on the uh, inside and outside as well. Yes, and it's it's kind of like a it's almost like a tank because it's got it's got a large like um, rotating gun turret yeah. at the top of it. But the weird thing to me is why is it open? Like why are there just open pieces? Oh, like why wouldn't the... you have the whole thing armored? Yeah, um, no, I don't know. That's so. Weird. It's not a freaking postal truck wait, wait, who designed that it's not a u.s it doesn't need to be permanently video. open yeah it's so weird i just think that's such a des- bizarre design element yeah because you get like one good sniper shot in there and they're all dead so that's that's a very fair assumption well exactly and i was like oh shit they're in trouble because they can't they literally cannot take full cover i yeah. i just it baffles me from a military standpoint why this thing would ever maybe be used to transport it was, troops. Well, maybe it was under Whatever. tarp just because like maybe they were doing repairs on it and they took out the like windshield of it i don't know yeah maybe maybe i don't know maybe. It, was, it was dry docked for a reason so i'm gonna assume that maybe that was why sure <laughs> it's our new Quest- questions questions Qu- so questions so we get i well, think one of the coolest shots of the episode, if not the coolest shot, is them racing off the landing pad and then being pursued by like four or five 
scout troopers on speeder bikes. And it's a yes. really cool shot of them going down the cliffs. And, like, three scout troopers are idiots, and they all crash and die. So there's only, like, two or three more left. No. Three scout troopers are exactly like anybody who would ever be on a scout trooper, scout bike. That would be us. Those things are so, like, I immediately was thrown back to playing Battlefront. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, that, that tracks. That tracks. Oh, I hate riding a speeder bike in Battlefront because I'm like, this is going too fast. I don't know what to do. That's Funny enough, I'm really, really good at the speeder bikes. Nope, I am not. Really good. I I remember but one time. That, it's side, a steep learning curve. It's a very steep learning well, curve. Side story. I remember one time I <laughs> was playing it and I got on and I I was being pursued by someone, so I just hit the full, you know, boost on it, and I literally crashed into like a stump no more than ten feet away from me. <laughs> it was get on. It was get on, power on, go, kaboom. Yeah. Hey, so when you were a kid, did you ride your bike and totally pretend like you were on a speeder bike? No. <gasps> what is wrong with you? You're not a true Star Wars fan. <laughs> no, that was me being ashamed of that I did that, yes. Oh. <laughs> that was that was one of my favorite things to play as a kid, was to get on my bike with all of my friends and to zip around the neighborhood and into the forest and, and just play full Return of the Jedi on the speeder bikes. See, awesome. I did it more so because I had one of those like mongoose speeders, or uh, not speeders, pfft, mongoose uh, <laughs> like power uh, uh, scooters. So mine was like oh, electronic. Dang, so I, I could, you know, I could actually like, it went I think like 25 miles an hour so I could actually like zoom and go fast. Wow, that's crazy. No, I had a regular foot-powered one. <laughs> oh, I have one of those too. But then I was like, I want something different. And so me being the firstborn grandchild, I got spoiled a lot by my grandparents. And so things. they're like, here. But I was never ungrateful. I was never one of those spoiled brats. So no, don't think I was. I can see all those people listening, I judging. I believe it. Uh, anyway. Okay, yeah. so, so we, get, are we get great theater per- pursuit episode yeah yes yeah, so they're in hot pursuit by now like i think like i said two speeder bikes instead of like the whole company that was supposed to go down with them god they were so dumb it was so you funny. think they've never done this before <sighs> right and so they're taking them out and then the building at, or the base at this point is gonna it's blowing up from the inside uh yes and so i really also like the shot of the tie fighters with their wings down and everything because that's such a cool shot of them taking off i oh, love that I shot it was very cool it's you don't see that enough, and I really like that they have Tie Fighters do that now, which is really cool. And so yeah, now they're pursuing. Well, I mean, they fighters. they thought so exactly. They thought they were out of you know they thought they were good because they managed to um, outmaneuver all of the speeder bikes, which again and, not very hard. Yeah, and then you know, boom, Tie Fighters. Because of course there's Tie Fighters. Like how could they? Yeah, how could they not think that there would right. be other means of pursuing them? So yeah, so. They're racing basically to get back to, uh, I don't know, the, town. the main town, whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and as soon as they get there, boom! It's Mando and the Razorcrest. Razorcrest has been repaired because apparently, as fast as it can get, yeah, as fast as it can get completely screwed up, they can repair it. Evidently, <laughs> so right. yeah. So he's he's in there. 
the, you know, the child right next to him, popping cookies in his mouth, and and Mando just does some pretty incredible flying. Like that was awesome. Again, we have that to give really it up awesome. to uh, director Carl Weathers here for him envisioning this because yeah. it was great. Like this whole was episode a was great full of action aerial battle scene. It was yeah. Um, we also got some like the cutest, I think, Baby Yoda moments so far in the season with yes. this episode. Yeah. So he's he's strap well, so he's like you gotta strap in. <laughs> so he's right. sitting behind him in his little seat, chowing down on the macarons, and I mean he's pulling like all these G's, and you know it's not gonna work out well for, for Baby Yoda. But you see the little Baby Yoda's hands. He's like. His hands are going up like a fucking roller coaster, and I lost it. Oh, yeah. It's like, wee! It's so adorable. It's so wee! And it remi- oh, God, it reminds me of when I used to drive around. It was so I, cute. I used to drive around in this little sports car. It was the first car I had um, when I had my first kid. And she loved that thing. She's always like, Mom, remember your little zippy red car? Yes, I do. I do remember that. But... We, we live around a really hilly area, so we would go down these really big, steep hills, and every time we did, oh, we would cute. be like, Wee! and it totally reminded me of that. <laughs> it was super cute. But, yeah, uh, so really he, dusts, he, he dusts the uh, dusts the TIE Fighters, uh, turns around to be like, you know, hey, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> you're, you're doing fine, right? And the child he just... Throws up. <laughs> just this blue mass of vomit <laughs> and i love also because so you're a parent so you know the struggle for this is trying to drive oh, yeah. your eyes on the road a kid throws in the back and you're trying to clean it up with one hand behind your back and your kids no oh god see no i'm not that dumb i <laughs> i will pull over i will pull Smart. over i'm not gonna i'm not gonna die to clean up my but the fact that he turned he turns around and starts cleaning him up with his cape it was super adorable. <laughs> it is so good. It's very cute. It's going to smell, man. Oh, it's going to smell. I forgot another really cute Baby Yoda moment was in the very beginning when he was trying to fix the ship with him. Oh, yeah. And the meme goes, when you lie on your resume, but still get the job. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and like he's like, take the blue wire, no, and don't touch them. Make sure they don't touch and do this. And Baby Yoda's like, okay. And they touch them. He gets shocked. And it's the funniest thing ever i was like i was like uh galactic cps is not gonna want to hear about this no we should not let them hear about this no 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 they're gonna, they're gonna take him away so hard <laughs> please don't tell ahsoka about this <laughs> but uh so yeah so mando's like hey i can't stay thanks for the repairs but i gotta go drop the kid off at daycare now so bye-bye yeah pretty much so he leaves, and uh, the rebel pilot from uh, uh, episode two uh, is taking oh, down yeah, some he notes. Shows up. He's taking down some notes, going like, "So you, the Razor Crest was here. You cannot confirm or deny this." He goes, "Look, our tr- our nope." <laughs> <laughs> that was great. He's like, "Look, I man." He was like, if- "He was like FBI agent coming into some country town." They're like, "Nope." Yeah, nope, mm-hmm. never heard of it. What's a razor crest? Nope. I have no idea what you're talking about. And so the pilot ends up talking to Cara Dune, and he... <laughs> when you he text pull, me He pulled this... her, fire, her files, so he knows who she is. Yes, and when you text me this, it was yeah. the funniest thing ever, because 
so Chris texts me after she watched the episode. She's like, does the New Republic not have any, like, sensitivity training at all? It was so bad. And so he goes... that day. He goes, so I see you're from Alderaan. He goes, what'd you end up losing? It's like, uh, my apartment, my family. Who did you lose? And I I just, I I turned to my husband and I was like, oh my god, uh, everybody? Can you, can you imagine going up to a, like a fresh Holocaust survivor and being like, "Oh, who did you lose?" What? Oh, you what? don't do that, sir. You don't do that. Oh, oh my god, my that god. was so terrible. Was it reminds so funny, me, but... and I texted you. I think it's the scene in Mean Girls where they go, "You can't just ask someone why they're white." Yes, it was. It was exactly like this. It was exactly yeah. like you can't just ask somebody why they're from Alderaan. <laughs> Like what? What happened to you? Oh, what God. happened to your planet? Um, the planet went kablooey no. along with my stuff. Thank you for no, reminding no. me of this. Thanks. And yeah, so, so I mean, he's like, he you meant should well, come back can, and join with us. He meant well. There's other ways of saying this, though. There's like a many a different way of saying it. Uh, yeah. And so he like, is it a medal he gives her? Right. Yeah, he gives her. He gives her basically like a I, special New Republic. Honor, honorable i don't know like a like the medal of honor or something kind of thing i don't know why why he's yeah. just carrying around medals so like, i don't know that was really odd it was very right. odd so he's like hey but you know we could use a uh, another person on the team and so he leaves it for her and car dune deserves that medal no question gina crano does not yes yes but this is a this is an opportunity for them to write her out because they can say, all right, well, she decided to join back with the New Republic, and now we don't see her anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I sincerely doubt they will, but it's a good idea. Yes. Yeah. So, what would you give this episode? You forgot the last bit. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It was super important. This episode had like five different endings, like Lord of the Rings. So I didn't know. Yeah, what I, no, they, they uh, did. There were there were <laughs> several fake out endings. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, so finally we see uh, Moff Gideon on his ship, which is an Arquinton, a modified Arquinton, and that shot totally reminiscent of Episode Four of the opening. Yeah, yeah, very good, very cool. Uh, and so we see an Imperial officer, you know, tell him basically what happened. And he is, uh, uh, um, basically like, okay, well, you know, no matter, this is, this will still work to our advantage, you know, basically blah, 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 blah. And he is surrounded by racks and racks of these troopers. And these troopers are now going to be the new shadow troopers from the EU. Very cool. And for those who don't know, Shadow Troopers are uh, Stormtroopers basically infused with the dark side of the Force. And so they're not Death Troopers like we saw in Rogue One, but they are Force-sensitive Stormtroopers basically in really cool armor. So it's a big deal. It's really really ominous. It was a very much blink-and-you'll-miss-it kind of moment. But very cool. Uh, yeah, I I quite enjoyed it. Uh, 
It was very, very fun. Uh, it means... Oh, also, and we also know they put a tracking device. You forgot about that. Oh, yes, the tracking device on the, uh, on the ship. So... Yeah, whenever they repaired the ship in super fast time, they also, they dropped a tracking device on the Razor Crest. Because, why not? Which is super tropey. Very, very tropey. But it works. Yeah. You know, you would think that there would be, like, some kind of aftermarket tracking device detector that you could put on your ship. Right. That if you were a wanted person, you might want to have on your ship. Like, I would think that would be a thing. Like, oh, there's this un, you know, unauthorized pinging coming for, you know, I don't know, coming off the ship. It's not a, it's not one of ours. Right. We take care of that. I, I don't know. Seems, it seems smart to me. Whatever. Yeah. See, if um, I were in the universe, I could, I could, I could invent that, and I could be a gajillionaire, be amazing. Oh, without question. Uh, <laughs> so now I can ask you what you would rate this episode. Ten out of ten. I freaking love this episode. Agreed. Yes. Yeah, I love, love, love this episode. It was so well paced. It was well written. There was a ton going on, but it didn't feel like excessive. Um, it moved the story. It built the it built the world. Um, there was great character development. Super cute. The child moments. Um, I loved it all. It was awesome. It was a great. It was great. Yep, ten out of ten. For sure. Um, what about you? Uh, a ten out of I ten. I assume the same. Despite uh, Gina Carano being in this episode, still ten out of ten without question. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like okay, whatever. She filmed this before we knew she was a terrible person. So, right. As long as as long as they don't keep using her, now that we know she's a terrible person, it's fine. Which I don't know. I've I've seen a bunch of videos attacking the Star Wars people who are calling for her to be fired. So it's a very slippery slope. Please not attack us for our opinion. It's just an opinion, guys. <laughs> I just out I there don't right now. I don't like fascists. I don't. I don't like fascists. I don't. That's fair. That's fair. I also don't like people who you know spread false and misinformation about masks and COVID. So you know. Yep. Mm-hmm. There's that. I just like good people. I like nice people. Good people. If you do those things, you're not a good person. You're not a nice also, person. Nope. Uh, but enough on our. And that's not personal... an opinion. That's a fact. <laughs> enough above. Enough of our uh, personal <laughs> personal tangents. But yeah. 10 out of 10, great. Carl Weathers did a fantastic job. Uh, please have him direct more, along with like Bryce Dallas Howard and, you know, John Favreau and Dave, everyone. Yes. I loved it. Everybody did a great job. Um, so, that's episode 12, and coming up, we're going to be talking about episode 13, uh, but before that, yep. we're going to take another quick little commercial break, and break. then we'll be back to talk about all the goodness of episode 13. So stay tuned, guys. And we are back. Um, so I'm not going to scream into the microphone like I did when Bo-Katan. But yeah. holy fuck, Ahsoka's in this episode. Yeah, and, and well, we knew that was happening. Okay, so first of all, I want to preface this with... We all knew this was happening. I mean, like, we've been we've been talking about this for a year. And with everything that's happened so far in the last two episodes, you know, with people we suspected would be on actually 
being on, and then with the confirmation that we were looking for Ahsoka, we knew Rosario Dawson was going to show up as Ahsoka. Correct. All that aside, if I didn't know that, do you know how incredibly pissed off I would be when oh, here on we go. Friday fucking morning at 6 a.m., I roll over and check my phone messages, and literally all I did was open up my phone, and within my notifications was a pop-up from Google News that said, Rosario Dawson makes surprise appearance on The Mandalorian with a picture of her as freaking Ahsoka. This was mere hours after the after the show even streamed. Like, wh- why? Who are these freaking idiots who are writing spoiler titles for their articles like this? I'm sorry, but that's not journalism. You're an idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot. It really pissed me off. That's it's, and like I said. Yeah. Luckily, I I knew this was coming, but I didn't want to see her. But until I saw her in the moment. And now right. I have to now I have to turn I had to completely turn off my Google News um notifications because I don't want it to happen again. And it's like I there's been minor spoilers before for other things and it's just dumb. Like come on. Don't put a spoiler in an article. So here's title. And here's my golden rule. This is, this yeah. is how I follow at least how I do my Mandalorian viewing, which I know Everyone does theirs differently, and you like to watch yours with your family and stuff like that, but since I have no family to watch them with, well, I have a family, but not, you know, live with them. Uh, And so what I do is I, you know, get up, make my breakfast. I don't even flip my phone around until I am done watching this episode, because here's the thing. I get, you know, being spoiled by the Google alerts, you know, that's, that's not under your control. But people who gripe about being spoiled when they go on to social media, you guys got to have some kind of inkling. Like, you should know better not to be on social media before you watch the episode. And I get it's really douchey of people. Well, I get it's douchey of people to still spoil it. I get that. That's yes. But you should still, you know, put two and two together and, you know, people are not not going to spoil it. So just come to those terms automatically because it's not going to happen. So sorry. But... Yeah, I don't check the phone. I don't do anything. I literally make my breakfast and turn on Disney Plus and I watch it in its full glory. And then I check Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those sites. Yeah, sadly, I don't have that option. But no, yeah, and I really a lot of people don't either. A lot of people, you know, are still mad that, you know, they got spoiled when they can't watch until Sunday. After 48 yeah. hours, well, I'm, like, really I'm sorry. Pissed me off. Let's see, but particularly for this weekend, one, because it was such a huge thing, and two, because this was Thanksgiving weekend. This show came out on Black Friday. There are so many people who have to work on Friday. They can't stay up late Thursday night to watch it. They've got to work all day Friday. They might come home. They might just be too damn tired to watch a show or even pay attention to it. So there's a good chance that they're not even going to watch until Saturday. That's not fair to those people. That's totally reasonable that people aren't watching it until Saturday. It's just not, it's not right. I also had a bunch of supernatural stuff spoiled for me, and I'm a huge supernatural fan, so that really pissed me off, too. Ugh. Anyway. Well, this Friday, don't look at your phone until... (laughs) (laughs) No social media until you can watch it. Yes. Well, I'm usually good about that, but now that my notification's off, I feel like I'm safe, so... Yes. Um, but... Let's, I mean, so first off, this episode, that's our little, that's our little soapbox rant, so there's that. 
Um, so this episode written and directed by Dave Filoni. Yes. Which, of course, it's going to be Dave's episode. It's called The Jedi. Um, and I gotta say, comparing is, this episode to his previous two episodes they did in season one, his directing style has changed. It's better than The Gunslinger certainly was. Because The oh. Gunslinger was one of yeah. the worst episodes of this entire series. Agreed. Um, but, um, so we jump, we, we literally jump right into Ahsoka. Which it's, I was not, and it, I was not literally in the first like twenty seconds. Yeah, I was totally not expecting that. I was like, "Oh, we're just gonna, you know, it'll build up to it." Nope. Boom. That's okay. Oh, as soon as you hear her lightsabers the ignite lightsaber. and you <gasps> see that white blade, <gasps> A I screamed and I got teary eyed. It was awesome. It was really awesome. Um. Yeah. She... It's just so weird to see this character in the flesh. Right, and so. She is cutting down all these guards and these militia troops, and she's a little bit darker in her fighting style than what we've seen in like the Clone Wars. Yeah, she's uh, she seems to really have embraced the whole gray Jedi thing. Yes, and so she's cutting tree stumps in half and throwing them at people, and yeah, she's throwing people against the wall. Um, she's kind of like Batman in that scene because have, did you notice that whenever her sabers uh, turned off that she hid into the mist? <laughs> yes. And so yes. she was very much Batman in this episode and I very much loved it. Um, but let's... Well, so she let's was probably like about... force coalescing the mist around her. I'm oh sure. yeah. Um, let, let's talk about um, the actress who's playing her. Let's Let's talk about her real quick, shall we? Yeah. Okay. So it's it is Rosario Dawson. It is yes. what has been rumored for a year now. Um, it's her. Uh, she looks great. Um, for the most part, I said for the most part. Wait, I'm gonna get to that. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna get to that. Um, okay. I like I like the makeup. Um, I do feel like I I feel like she can I feel like she can embody a, an older. Um, war-hardened, hiding out, my people have been slaughtered version of Ahsoka. Yes, because she, Ahsoka I, at this point is in her, I think, late, late 40s? Yeah, late Ish? 40s. Because she's like yeah. 20 at the end of the Clone Wars. So, no, she's uh 18. I thought she was 20 by the end of the Clone Wars. I thought it was no, like a five-year... Well, I... Because oh. she was fourteen when it she was fourteen when it started, so she's okay. like eighteen, nineteen when mm-hmm. it ends. Okay, yeah. No. Well, she's forties, so mid mid late forties. Yes. Um, uh, I think yeah. she looked. So I think it great works too. She looked great, except <laughs> the lake. Yeah, and the monsters. Oh man. Yeah. So and the modules, oh, it just oh. Okay, so I don't know if you saw this or not, but the uh, concept, one of the concept designers, I think, or production artists, one of the two, came yes, out they on just Twitter it. today. Yeah, today recently uh, addressed because it because the said, internet has been going crazy about it. Nuts. So the reasoning behind her shorter Liku and shorter uh, mantras, with the mantras are on top, those are her horns, and the Liku are the ones that are uh, hanging down. 
The reason because of that is because of the fighting and the stunts and the performance of it, which we all kind of figured that. Yeah, that's what we all think. Okay, so so basically what we're talking about is the fact that if you are familiar with Ahsoka, if you watch The Clone Wars, if you watch Rebels, if you know any kind of artwork with Ahsoka, especially older Ahsoka, they're much larger. As her species ages, her Leku and her Marshals get larger. It's just, it's what happens. It's how they mature. Correct. Um, hers are not. They're much, 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 much noticeably smaller. Um, and everybody they're almost like, the size Whoa? of hers, like in like season three and four and five yeah. of Clone Wars. That's like teenage Ahsoka, yeah. basically. They're they're very baby teenage Ahsoka. It's kind of and it looks for. I mean, it doesn't. If you know nothing about it, it doesn't look awkward. But if you know Ahsoka to be who she's supposed to be, it looks weird. Um, yes. So yeah. So we were all figuring it. It probably had something to do with being able to actually perform the stunt choreography and that was confirmed today um but at the but same my thing time is, like, what's the eye you have shock oh, who's in uh attack of the clones and she's fighting on geonosis and they're doing some fight scenes with her and stuff so this is true like, but i mean but that doesn't mean that rosario wasn't able to i mean it, it, basically it was rosario couldn't do it and, I mean, I get, you know, uh, obviously Shakti wasn't flipping around doing backflips and stuff, so. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, but this is why this is why CGI exists. You know, I love practical effects, I love practical makeup, but if we have the technology, and you're Disney, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. It doesn't make and any maybe, sense. And maybe they'll take this into consideration and maybe have them a little bit longer if we do get to see her again. Yeah. Uh, it, Who knows? I don't know. It's an interesting, interesting choice that they made, but otherwise it looks, otherwise she looks pretty, she looks pretty great. I love her outfit. Oh, she does have like weird creases on the Leku. Really weird creases. Do you notice I noticed those? that too. Yeah. I don't know if that's just because like of the fab or the material they're made out of, or if they were supposed to look more lifelike with the creases, yeah. but I don't know. I, it was weird because I was trying to figure it out. I was like, okay, you know, if, if they're creases from where they bend, like so they're like literally like old age wrinkles from mm-hmm. usage it would be one thing but they never bent at that point yeah i watched closely because it because it annoyed me and no they <gasps> never bent at the point where those creases were um and so my friends and i who we all are well in youtube we're, we're all leku owners <laughs> we're all proud leku owners yes um, we are we think it's because we think it's because of what the material they used um and that they it obviously looked- should have asked the the cosplay community and not <laughs> not well, venture and done this on their own. Almost be like a foam latex, which I can see that happening. Yeah. I think it was foam latex and not silicone. Um but so, yeah, silicone doesn't necessarily do that, but it, it could be. It could be some weird grade of silicone. I don't know. But no, she looked great. Her eyes look really pretty. The the markings look great. I looked great. The uh, looked great. I the costume her. was beautiful. Yes, we never seen her in all black before, so this is a very a different departure than very, we've seen. We, very 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 much again i think how you know we're into the gray jedi territory mm-hmm. it's very cool she had uh mc hammer slash aladdin pants <laughs> yeah, those were awesome um she had her, her gray cloak uh and then um let's i also love that she wasn't necessarily trying to emulate ashley Eckstein's voice but she did sound a lot like ahsoka it, it the the she was hitting the right intonations yes um, so i would like to believe that she just binged the clone wars oh yeah well and 
also, I mean, Rosario Dawson's obviously a fan of Ahsoka because, like, two or three years ago, she said at a convention once that she would love to play a live-action Ahsoka. Yeah. And she's a nerd. Rosario Dawson's a yes. nerd. We know this. And so despite the controversy surrounding her, which I just actually checked, those charges against her were dropped in August. Uh, some of them. I well, the ones, against, the ones against Rosario specifically were dropped. Oh, yeah. There's one, I think, against yeah, her mom. So I don't know. Anyway. I don't, um, I don't know what to make with it. I thought Rosario Dawson did a fantastic job as Ahsoka. I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. Loved it a lot. And, um, you know, when when this first came out, that it was going to be Rosario for the controversy, we were all on board because she's a, she's a fantastic actress. She's really cool. And we all thought that she would bring mm-hmm. very something very interesting to the universe, to the to that character, and it came to fruition. So, oh yeah. Um. So let's talk about who else is in this episode real quick. So we have uh, Michael Bean as a character named Lang, and if that name sounds familiar to you, uh, he was in Aliens. He was in uh, Terminator. Uh, basically, anything that James Cameron has done, almost he's been in. Yeah. Um, and we have, uh, Diana Lee, uh, I'm going to say this last name completely wrong, uh, Diana Lee, uh, Inosanto, I believe, as Morgan, um, Elsbeth, who is the, uh, uh, the magistrate. Yeah, magistrate, thank you. I couldn't think of the word, Mm -hmm. like, dictator person? (laughs) The dictator? Yeah, the magistrate. Um, I kept calling Lang, was it? Uh, I kept calling him Dingar. Like, he had this just Dangar vibe to me. I don't know, when she texted me Dangar was in this, I was like, where the fuck was Dangar? <laughs> he had, he just had this, like, Dangar yeah, no, without no. the bandages vibe to me. So that's my headcanon. Uh, that's fair. So, basically, so this whole entire episode, it's, uh, the magistrate is, <laughs> has information that Ahsoka wants, and... She is basically, you know, going to kill off her whole, these people, until Ahsoka, you know, lays down her arms and surrenders and whatnot. And so Mando comes to town, and, you know, she has this pure Beskar steel uh, spear. Mando and comes to town specifically looking for Ahsoka, but does not yes, say that yet. Correct. And she's like, you kill this Jedi the spear is yours and he's like well where can i find this jedi make my job a whole lot easier just tell me tell me where she is yeah exactly let me just kill two birds with one stone here right and so leaves goes and finds ahsoka uh we find out that beskar steel can block lightsabers yes so this is actually a throwback um to expanded universe stuff um there is uh there is this it may have been called Beskar. I don't remember. It's been a really long time, but it's mentioned in um, the Thrawn trilogy. So it was on Coruscant and other places, people who could actually afford this, who were like really, really high up, you know, high ranking politicians and, and sovereigns and whatnot who needed protection, had their doors built out of this material because it could stop lightsabers. Mm. So I thought that was a, interesting callback to that interesting yeah I, they, they, get keep, they keep picking up like little bits little bits here and there from the expanded universe it's nice to see it's nice to see oh yeah um so you know 
he says that Bo-Katan has sent him, and she's like, well, I hope it's to talk about this little guy. And so she communicates the Force with Baby Yoda, but now we can no longer call him Baby Yoda because we find out yeah. his name is Grogu. Grogu, not Goku. I literally, so I texted her and I was like, <laughs> did anyone else think this was Goku? Did I, because I posted on a messaging board too and everyone's people were like, yeah, a few people were like, we thought it was Goku as well. I'm like, okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah, no, I had to pause it and rewind it four or five times to hear what the hell she was saying. And of <laughs> course, it's funny where he introduces the child's name. Of course, it's going to be Dave's episode. Yeah, uh, so this has been around for a while. Um, there, was a- there was actually a Reddit comment in a Reddit thread um, on The Mandalorian like a few months ago i don't know three four months ago or something where somebody's claimed that this was the name of the child that they had found this out from yes that they had found this out from a like a friend or a family member or somebody who was a stunt person on the show and said that they told them that the child's name was grogu so see that yeah so whoever this person was uh i wonder if they got in trouble because that's a huge that's a huge wow yeah Huh. Well, so we do find out a little bit of backstory on Grogu as well. It turns out that he was trained on the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Yes, so he was being being raised on the Jedi Temple, like, as a a youngling. And he was trained by many masters, and he was there when Order 66 took place. Yeah, so some unknown Jedi got him and spirited him spirited him away, and then things kind of go dark for him after that. Like, he doesn't really remember. I think he's got some PTSD. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, I would, too. Yeah. Well, obviously. <laughs> so, it's interesting that he may very well have witnessed Anakin slaughtering younglings. Do you think that he doesn't talk because he has PTSD? It's possible. I mean, it's so hard to tell with, like, what age he's supposed to be and and developmentally where he is, you know, because he, he very much seems like a like a toddler, like around a one-year-old, um, who you would expect to have a few words. Right. Um, but we don't know how this race develops. We don't know how they move through, you know, developmental milestones. So it's really hard. And the, the fact that she was talking about how he'd been trained for several, with several masters, also, it makes me question the whole developmental saga of this particular species because 50 years is is kind of it's not that long but if he's a baby he's still like a one-year-old at 50 what were all these previous masters doing other than like changing diapers using the force like i just how do you how do yeah, you I'm... train a baby how do you train a literal infant because fifty years ago 20 years ago he was probably a literal infant it doesn't I don't know. There's some there's some wonky timeline things that I I, I kind of wonder how much they've thought this through. <laughs> right. It's I'm sure we'll get more explanation with that, but it is cool to know that he was there during the Clone War and he was there during yeah Order sixty six. And I want to know who that Jedi was that spirited him that like took him away. But and how did she not know? Because she would have been she would have been a youngling when he was a youngling. Well, maybe they never had any classes together. I don't know. <laughs> they didn't have the same class schedule it's fine 
they saw like each other passing in the hall and maybe that was it the jedi are like oh we don't all know each other uh, duh. um so <laughs> this whole episode is basically you know ahsoka saying hey i cannot train him because yeah so she tries have- to pull she tries to pull a few things she's like let me you know let me test him and he basically he won't listen to her no he won't listen to her but he'll listen to mando and so she says okay he's very attached to you and he will listen to you and that's not a good thing correct that's attachment and that cannot be happening for a jedi yeah uh and she even she mentions you know anakin the fact that you know i've seen you know what a dark presence can do to a the best of us to a jedi knight to a jedi master and so yeah that was a really sad callback um it's just it's so interesting to me that this idea of not having attachments you know for jedis are supposed to be raised from a very 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 young age how do they function without attachments it's it's literally it's a, a requirement of development. You have to develop. You have to have attachments. Otherwise, yeah. your brain doesn't function correctly. It's so weird. It really isn't. It really makes you question the Jedi. Because that's like, that's... Uh, that's not good. That's not good. No. You, guys yeah. are, you guys are not making some nice choices here. Not, not the best choices Oof. in the world. Um, so yeah, they're, so just, they're just letting all the Jedi youngling babies cry in their cribs. They're like, nah, let them cry it out. Let them cry it out. Okay. Uh, so yes, Ahsoka can't train uh, Grogu, um, but uh, you know he's like, hey, I will help you. You know, take out this magistrate and take out you know this force in this town, and so they do a little team up. Um, Ahsoka kicks so much ass. Oh my god, so much ass. Uh, the stunt work on this uh, episode was great, and I noticed that in the previous two episodes that Dave directed, he didn't really have a lot of stunt work in those two episodes, so this was a very stunt-heavy episode for him. Yeah. I do feel like he is still learning the craft of directing live action. Um, Agreed. You know, it's not, <clears throat> it's not quite up to par with the other directors, but I, I do feel like he'll get he'll get his footing. He'll find his footing. Oh, yeah. It's getting there. It's getting there. Um, so basically, you know, they get into town and they are pursued. Ahsoka is pursued by uh, the, I guess, human guards and some attack droid guards. And what did you notice? Those attack droid guards are the same droid models as from the old Republic, the HKs. Oh no, I didn't notice that. That's cool. Yeah, uh, they also someone's found this on Twitter. On the helmet of the droids, it has the insignia of Thrawn's seventh fleet. Ooh, interesting. So clearly, yeah, clearly he has a presence, uh, which we'll talk about yeah. in a little bit as well. Uh, uh, the what I really liked about just visually this whole thing, you know, we've gone from these wild west outer worlds to this episode very much had a kind of kurosawa feudal japan oh, feeling to it and it was beautiful it was so beautiful well yeah, it's especially with you know the setting of uh the magistrate's uh i guess office whatever house house <laughs> because you get like, yeah. these, like, bonsai trees you get these like koi ponds you get you know it's very yeah. a japanese influenced 
look. It was very, very pretty. Her fighting style was very Asian influenced. Her the the dress was very Asian influenced. Um, it was well, very the actress cool. who plays Morgan, uh, she well not only that, but she's also a martial artist. Yeah, well, and you can tell just by the way she moved. Oh yeah, um, the very, one very cool. critique I had for her character design is that I could totally like four or five shots. I could just like directly see the lace on her wig, and I was like, oh, someone fix that, please. Yeah. That le- oh, that was a that wig was a questionable. questionable I love thing. the style of it, like how she has the the buns in the back. I love yeah, that. Oh, it's beautiful. I her could whole, totally her whole see like the lace. Gorgeous. I don't know if it's because I've cosplayed so many times to have lace fronts, but like I can just see like I can now clock someone's lace on like a TV show if it's not blended in properly. I'm like, oh, absolutely lace. no. I've been watching. I've been rewatching Thirty Rock, and oh, there's this yeah. one character that's on now, and I'm like, oh my god, I never even realized before that she's wearing a wig, and now that I see it. It's not even a good wig. Yeah. <laughs> like, how did I never see this before? It's the it's sucky weird. thing about being cosplayers. Yeah. It's yeah, the curse of a cosplayer or a drag queen yeah. or anybody who works with anybody who works with a lot of wigs. Yes. Um, anyway, so basically, so they they uh, go to the final showdown between yes, Ahsoka, Ahsoka and the Magistrate. Best, Ahsoka bests Morgan and Mando shoots. Uh, uh, Michael not Dengar. Yeah, he shoots not Dengar. <laughs> um, not and Dengar. so Ahsoka, you know, basically, you know, says, "Where's your master? Where is Grand Admiral Thrawn?" When she said that, oh my goodness, I and I shit. gasped. I gasped, and I hate it because nobody else in my household knew what the hell they were they were talking about. I'm like, crap, dang it. Nobody's read the books and watched Rebels except me. So, this means that she is still on her quest to find Ezra with Sabine. Yes. So I am hoping that they are really trying to set this up as a spinoff in the search for Ezra and Thrawn and Sabine. And, and we get all of these. If we get, oh, and then I like, oh, I'm just going to start fan casting and it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> oh already... live action Thrawn is like, oh my God, I can only get so hard. My per- version for a live action Sabine would be uh, Jamie Chung. Oh yeah. So yeah, that's that's my casting. Anyway, um, so yeah, she names drops Thrawn, and I'm just like, holy fucking shit. So yeah, I know. Ah, uh, and I it just, does. Yeah. And here's the thing: there's a huge debate right now, people on the Twitters saying. Oh well, I don't have to watch Clone Wars Rebels to understand Mandalorian. You kind of do, but you do. <laughs> it helps do. a yeah. lot. Oh yeah, yeah. There was definitely a lot of. I saw people wondering lines when, like, and things that were happening. Oh, thing. I saw people going when um, Bo-Katan was revealed. They go, "Who's this Lady Mando?" And they're like, "Who's yeah, exactly. Who is like? If you all watch the shows, you would know these questions. So do your homework." Yeah, I, I mean, the Clone Wars are almost more important than the prequels <laughs> at now, the end like, of the you day. You don't have to watch all the Clone Wars episodes. There's a there's a chart going around right now that's... No, there's a definitive... Watch. Yeah. Yeah, there's a... It's in really fact, fine. there's a... There's a... there. Well, there was a playlist. I don't know if it's on there anymore. There was a playlist on um, Disney Plus that had, like, the major episodes that you could go through. Oh, I remember that. That hit all yeah. the major storylines. Yeah, so you just do that. And you'd be fine. Yes, but people going like, oh, I don't have to watch Rebels. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's, I don't, you know, it was a kid's show, so I never watched it. Well, you're going to be oh super lost. Yeah. 
It was a kid's show in the same way that Star Wars is for kids. The movies. You know what I mean? It's entertaining. Okay. It's a, it's yes, kind of, it's not just for kids. It's really for all if ages. If you watch Rebels and if you watch Clone Wars, you will give a very big payout. Trust me. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, um, so, so that name drop. So she wins. I, I kind of uh, took that a little bit because with that name drop, because I'm like, oh, there's always just a possibility we could get maybe something just even remotely Mara Jade. Just, just maybe uh, just yeah. something. Just throw me a bone here. Wouldn't that be something if she showed up come at the very on. end of the season? Right? Just come on, people. Come on. Who would you want to play a live-action Mara Jade? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, at this point, I don't know. Because she's supposed to be older, right? Yeah. In this time uh, period. I mean, she would, she would be like, um, she'd be like Ahsoka's age. So in her 40s? Uh, yeah, more or less. Maybe a little bit older than Ahsoka. Well, wouldn't she be younger though? Because she doesn't meet Luke so, until I don't know. this I don't time. Know. Well, period. I don't know. Anyway, I think uh, my my pick for live action Jillian or uh, uh, my my version for live action Amarjo would be Jillian Anderson. Uh, that would be amazing. She's a little old now for this time period, right. but she is freaking gorgeous, and that would be fine. Um, so I'm available. I'm be- just throwing that out there. Yeah, I mean, I mean you can you age are, me up. It's fine. You are a model for my book, so you know. <laughs> I I I volunteer as tribute. Yes, uh, I will volunteer you as well for tribute. Uh, so yeah, so Ahsoka, you know, Mando's about to give her uh, Grogu, and she's like, "Listen, I we we can't do this exchange, sir. I'm so sorry." Uh, and so she tells him though that. Uh, take the child to the ruins of a Jedi temple on Tython. And Tython, if I remember it correctly, is I believe a planet in the Old Republic where the Jedi were, like, huge. Yeah, it, it, did, it did sound familiar, but I, I meant to look it up and then I didn't. Oops. So basically she says, place Grogu on the top of the seeing stone in the temple and he can call out to another Jedi, hopefully through the Force, and he will choose his path either to become a Jedi or you know, stick with you, almost. That's a, and, I feel like it's a lot to put on the shoulders of this toddler. So, the big thing is, who's he going to call out to? Who's going to answer the call? Ezra will answer the call. People are thinking it's either Ezra, or uh, people are also thinking there's a rumor going around that a certain Jedi with a purple lightsaber might show up at the very end. A Jedi with a what? Purple lightsaber. Oh, purple lightsaber. Uh, yeah. hmm. Hmm. He survived oh. his his brush with uh, the Chancellor. True. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, you know, well, I, I was discussing this earlier with Lydia. Like, how... Ah- Ahsoka and Luke have, have had to, to have met up. There's no way. There's no way that they couldn't know about each other. Or that right he's, now, so they have actively... said anything. Hmm? Sorry? Right now, he no one has said anything. No one has confirmed they've met yet, which is... Yeah. I don't know. I, I can't see how they wouldn't be meeting oh, eventually yeah. or know of each other because, one, there's not that many. And two, look, it wasn't that hard to find Ahsoka. Like, literally, this rando Mando is just asking about Jedi. <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, she's over there. Go get her. 
So, right. you know, and, and especially, you know, now that the Empire is down and they're becoming more active again, those that were in hiding, I just feel like there's no way that she would not be on Luke's radar. There's Fair. no way. So it'll be interesting uh, to see how that plays out. Yeah. Um, and then finally she just, you know, we had this ending shot of her walking away. Uh, the the music plays. We have her theme playing throughout this whole episode, which is beautifully done. Um, and that's it. The end. So, oh, and Lothcat. Lothcat, Lothcat, Lothcat. Oh, there's Lothcat, Lothcat. and her and her um, uh, owl too, the uh, Moray. Moray. Yeah. However you say so, it. Was there as well. Pretty sure. Yeah, pretty sure yeah, that's what those are hers. Very much a date episode. <laughs> Every time the Lothcat came on, I was like, Lothcat! Lothcat! <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think my husband thinks I have Star Wars Tourette's. <laughs> so, what would you give this episode? Is it going to be a 10 out of 10? Because it's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. It was huge. Uh, like I said, yeah. I, loved the, I loved it visually. It wasn't. It wasn't quite as... It was a different kind of exciting than 12 was. You know what I mean? Like, Very there was definitely so. action, but it wasn't the same kind of action. It wasn't the same kind of, like, action movie action. No, it was more right. like, this is a cool ninja movie action kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was uh, very cool. Yeah, I was, uh, I was the very choreography was it. awesome. Costumes were awesome. Um, I, it absolutely makes sense that she would just be like yeah i can't take i can't take him on i can't take i can't do this um because you would think that she has got a massive amount of ptsd from dealing with the clone wars and from anakin turning and i mean we don't you know as far as she know he died evil we don't know if she knows that he turned back yeah we don't we don't know if she knows that there was ever a redemption for him because we don't know if she's ever met up with luke or if she ever will so it is, it is very within her character, I think, to just say, I can't do this. I'm not the right person for this. I agree. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. I uh, loved it all. I cannot say enough good things about this episode. Really yes, can't. Very much enjoyed it. Can't wait to see where it's going next. Uh, so that wraps us up here, guys. Um what a whirlwind it was a long episode but we we needed it to be this long because we had a lot to talk about oh yeah um, two big episodes two big episodes so yes there are only three episodes left after this one comes out so we may do all three episodes in one we may do two and then the finale is just one big long episode i don't know yet we're still deciding that so yeah yeah um but in the meantime follow us on echo station cast on twitter and then Anywhere where you get your podcast from, type in um, Echo Station Podcast. You will find us there. Uh, Chris, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at the Dirt Witch and on Instagram at Chris Jaded. And then myself at IR Turner on the Twitters and uh, House of Turner Cosplay on uh, Instagram on Facebook. Uh, we cannot wait to see what's next because. There's a lot, apparently, it's a roller coaster of emotions will happen in these last three episodes, is what we've been told online. So we have to brace for oh, that. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, guys, uh, stay healthy, stay happy, and may the force be with you. May the force be with you. Bye.